0: Log talk radio Oh, uh, and with the uh the lovely sounds coming through the airwaves, we know it is time for drive through h r This is our uh February. Excuse me. I'm so behind. This is our March third mm. episode of Drive Through HR here in the year 2021, and I am Robin Schooling, along with my co-host Michael Vanderbord. Hey, Mike.
1: Good afternoon, Robin. How are you today?
0: I uh, I am pretty good. I am um, I'm very productive this morning, so I'm um, wow. I'm kind of on a on a tear so it's it's good
1: cool i'm not on a hot streak i'm working on trying to get some stuff done but it's it's coming along slow and it'll 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 get done in the end anyway uh, it's one of those weeks
0: It, it you know we all i i don't i tend to not have like weeks like that if i have a day where i'm on a tear then i feel good so (laughs) <laughs> so, so I've got a good day going today. So, uh, but we are uh we are here with um our guest for today and uh when he introduces himself, then I'll chime in and talk about uh how I first met him once upon a time years ago. But we are absolutely uh Looking forward to this conversation today. I think it's gonna be really interesting. And our guest is um uh, Dr. Wayne Crawford. Hey Wayne, welcome to the show.
2: Hey Robin, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And um we're gonna we're gonna dive into um um I love this. It's like I feel like I'm in school, right? We're gonna go into some academic research and some really <laughs> really interesting things. But uh for our listening audience, um I'd like you to uh, to introduce yourself. This is the this is the HR part of the show where it's like that first interview question. Why right? tell us about yourself?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, thank you again for having me. So I am an assistant professor of management. I specialize in organizational behavior and human resources. And I work at the University of Texas at Arlington. I've been I'm going on four years there, and I spent a couple of years at New Mexico State University prior to coming to UT Arlington. And I did my, my background. I did my Ph.D. in organizational behavior and human resources at the University of Alabama. And prior to that, I, I did a little bit of graduate work and and my undergrad uh, back in. And you're stomping grounds in Louisiana. So I'm originally yeah. from right outside of Baton Rouge and uh, and made my way to Dallas. And I'm looking forward to our conversation and, and talking about some of the research that I do. Uh, my, my research kind of largely emphasizes the work-family interface. And mm-hmm. I also kind of have some tangential areas in leadership and uh, things like employees identity issues that they face at work that's kind of a, another area that i'm interested in as well so i'm looking sure. forward to the conversation
0: yeah it could be good and and the uh <clears throat> yeah I, I i kind of liked watching you call in today because you've you've retained your uh baton rouge area uh area mm. code <laughs> on your phone <laughs> so i yeah. i kind yes, of I like have. that but we uh we met years ago, my gosh, I think you were i think you were still an undergrad. I don't think you were even in graduate school at the time um when you were you were involved and very active with the Sherm student chapter at southeastern and um I was uh very active with the with the, with louisiana Sherm and and Baton Rouge sherm so it's it feels like yesterday and then it feels like just ages ago.
2: So. Yes. Yes, I agree. I I, I do. I recall it uh, both vividly and vaguely, and I I recall <laughs> uh, I recall a, a lot of the the work we did with your with with you guys on the professional side, and it was just it was outstanding to get to as, as an undergrad at the time to get to work with uh, such great professionals in the space and kind of be exposed to to the yep. field at large.
0: Yep. Yep. Well and and you know it's interesting and, it, and that's a that's a perfect segue to kind of how I want to kick off the conversation because um you, you know and you, and you took us sort of through the the areas of HR that you that you focus on and and the courses that you teach and you're and you're teaching at the undergrad masters and doctoral levels as well um you know, so you kind of cover the spectrum of of HR management and analytics, um, but in this vast world of of HR and people management and people ops and and data analytics and you know HCM analytics, um, how kind of I'm, I'm just looking for understanding. How did you settle on or or go down the path? Really, of those those things that do interest you, you know, the, both the topic that we're going to talk about today, but also, you know, that workplace identity and how how did you find your niche? I guess within within HR.
2: Sure. No. Yeah. That's a great that's a great question. I I originally started working uh, with with my advisor, Mickey uh, Cashmore, at at the University of Alabama, and she does a lot of work in. In a lot of different areas in management, but her and a group of her colleagues, uh, prior to my joining the University of Alabama, had been doing a lot of work on on work-family life and uh, assessing specifically assessing work-family conflict. What what are the drivers of work-family conflict and things like work-family balance? What why do some people achieve balance and some people have such different ideologies about what how the work and family Domains should interact with one another, and how mm-hmm. they whether they should be segmented or whether they should be fully integrated, and and people vary mm-hmm. big time on that. So, so mm-hmm. I got started working with them and started looking at things like uh, work-family conflict and work-family enrichment. And in addition to that, I started really uh, having a desire to learn more about analytics and people analytics, and so I started sort of chasing that dream as well, and. Mm-hmm. Through that, I have uh, I have developed uh, um, a pretty a pretty broad knowledge base related to related to people analytics in general, and uh, so I teach a lot at UTA. For example, I teach uh, HR analytics to our masters and HR students, Excellent. and then I teach I teach uh, analytics to doctoral students. Uh, a little bit little bit different angle, but folks who are trying to learn how to. Uh, do analytics for research purposes and for things like mm-hmm. publishing in journals and stuff like that. And then, and at the undergrad level, I teach uh, you know introductory level HR, so sort of the the whole gamut of HR, just kind of introducing the topic to undergraduate business students, largely mm-hmm. management and marketing majors who are you know going to want to enter enter the business business industry after graduation. So. Uh, uh, we we currently don't offer an HR undergraduate degree, though we're working on that. But uh, I currently offer that class uh, at the undergraduate level. So so uh, I kind of I kind of really got interested in things that I found relatable and yeah. things that I had I had personally experienced. So I, I'm kind of. Uh, Different uh, from a lot of HR practitioners in that I didn't spend a lot of time in the HR in the world of HR practice and yeah. did a lot of did some managing of people, but but more from a general management perspective and not really uh, working in the HR functions. And then I kind of went mm-hmm. into education. So I, I look at things. I wanted to answer interesting questions and do things that I could relate to. So
1: my. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: uh, my my wife and I uh, were both working. Uh, I was working full time. She was working on and off. So this whole this whole idea of how do we manage these these work and family demands? We had a yep. young child, and I was just it was just really hitting me like, man, this is this is really impactful in terms of how productive employees are and navigating this is very difficult. So that's kind of what led me to studying uh, work the work life interface and, and more specifically dual, dual earner couples.
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, love it.
1: Uh, Michael, you there? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I I'm on. I was on mute. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I was. I had. Uh, I was clicking at some stuff here on my phone for a second and, and got distracted. I was on mute. Wayne, I, mean, I was looking at some of the stuff you. Some of the work you've done. And in back in 2017, you published a paper in the Journal of Occupational Health Psychology which we don't talk to too many people on our show that are published in journals. So uh right. that was peer-reviewed and all of that. <laughs> uh, no, and the, the, the paper was about the impact of mobile device use, which obviously is a distraction for people like me at work and during the time. And I was I was just curious, what did you find out besides the fact that people aren't paying attention to everything that they should be? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, what we were interested
2: uh, in studying and, and that paper specifically was We wanted to find out – there there had been a a little bit of research that had looked at mobile device use. In fact, uh, some of the colleagues that I worked on that paper with, Don Carlson uh, and Meredith Thompson, had had looked at previously some of this mobile device use and how it affected employees. And what we were interested in that paper specifically was would would there be some effect on a person's partner or their spouse – uh, of using that mobile device use at home, so we, so we looked at is there some carryover or spillover effect where, where you would you would be using your mobile device, you're using it you, you think you're engaging in your family domain you're fulfilling maybe you think you're fulfilling your family responsibilities, but you're still mm-hmm. able to, to engage in work at the same time because of you know, the, the pervasiveness of, of email and in and, and, and our, and our cellular devices. So we wanted to look at does does it actually cause conflict for the couple? And does that and does that uh-huh. spouse or partner then bring that to work with them? And so what we found was, uh, we found uh, relationships between whether a person used their device and the relationship tension experienced in the home. Uh, so we found that the more more people use their mobile device for work purposes while they were in the family domain specifically, uh, uh-huh. that it would cause relationship tension, and then that could spill that would spill over into the spouse's work domain uh, in the form of uh, redu- slight reductions in job performance and also job satisfaction. So it was this interesting, this interesting look at not only how do people carry work home with them and does it cause problems, but does do those problems then proceed on to a your your partner's work life mm-hmm. or your spouse's work life? And so so that was that's kind of why we looked at that was to really really establish that link between an individual's workplace and their spouse's or partner's workplace as well.
0: Yeah. See, and I think that it's, um, you know, I think back through my life, my work life, right, my work and family life, um, I think it's probably if, you know, again, if if it's a couple um, and and they have similar types of jobs or they're in – in the types of roles where, let's say, you know, they're both on 24-7, 365, both have the expectation to, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit at night and answer a couple of emails or whatever. They understand and get each other. You know, you're doing, yep, you know, Bob, you're doing that, so am I sitting here across on the other side of the couch. We're both doing it. Whereas if you have one, one partner that, that's the expectation, and they're never off, and they're checking emails at night or they're responding to text messages or whatever. And the other partner is a, you know, hey, when I clock out at 5, I'm done. Time for the family now. That's got to set up the the, the tension, the, just the lack of understanding.
2: Yeah, and, and what's interesting is they've actually – there's actually been some research. The same colleagues that I work with – I did some research, and serendipitously, in the same journal, uh, and they they actually looked at this whether being what they called work linked uh, would would improve or diminish the experience of balance between work having balance between work and family, and and they actually found out that um, of course when when uh, when you get support from your spouse, uh, that's beneficial from uh, particularly work-related support when your spouse, uh, you know, is, is uh, Im- improving, you know, giving you support uh, that's specifically related to your roles and responsibilities uh, in your job, that that does mm-hmm. improve work-family balance. But, in fact, mm-hmm. it's even stronger whenever you guys get e- – like you're describing, when you guys get each other, when you have some – you're in the same industry, or you're in the same type mm-hmm. of role, so you so you kind of get what the other person is experiencing. So it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because the, the research is, is actually supporting exactly what you're saying.
0: Huh. See, I can have opinions, I'm, and then I'm, I have let people re- research <laughs> it on the other
1: side, and then and verify verify that your opinions exactly. are correct 100 percent right. of the time. And it's I, awesome that way. I'll yeah. Only, I'll only
2: bring up, yeah. I'll only bring up research that supports
1: and validates your opinion. I sure.
0: appreciate that, <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you, Wayne. You can become the official PhD researcher of drive We could start having those there sponsorships, <laughs> like the NHL. Yeah, so. I saw one the other day that they were the official weed whacker of the NHL or something like that. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> anyway, um, I, I was, I was, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I completely made a connection that. So, in the in the research that you did. Um, and I'm, I'm very much somebody that multi, I live alone now, but, um, in, in past life when I did have a relationship and a spouse, I was very much connected 24 sure. seven. Um, and she was sometimes, and she wasn't at other times. So, but you're talking about how it carried through into the spouse's workplace. So I'm, I'm, I miss a little bit of the linkages on that connection. Can you, can you help us go a little deeper on that and what that means and what it looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so there's
2: there's a, a very popular construct uh, idea that is researched often in the work-family interface literature. So lots of researchers mm-hmm. care about this idea of work, what we call work-family conflict. So how are the behaviors and time and things that you do in one role conflicting with the other role? So in general, the things that I learn and experience and do at work, they could contribute to my uh, to my family experience. So I can make me a better, mm-hmm. a better husband. Maybe they can make me a better father, et cetera. They could also detract from that. So maybe the behaviors that I use at work or the time, you know, a very practical one is just time. The time that I'm spending at work is detracting from my ability to fully engage in that family domain, in the family role as father uh, or spouse or partner or something like that. Um and so, but but what what researchers have shown is that these this idea goes both ways. So the work can help or hurt the family, and also the family experience can help or hurt work. You know, this is pretty intuitive. The idea that you know I, I get in a fight with my partner, or my spouse, right before I go to work. Now I go to work frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then I take that out on my employees, right, or I, I have my coworkers. workers I'm really negative towards them, or maybe I'm uncivil to them, or, or something along those lines. So so in that study specifically, what we showed, what we were able to link was this idea that the more people had to use their work, their uh, mobile device for work, specifically during family time, what, what they mm-hmm. considered in, being in their family time, uh, that led to Work-family conflict, so work interfering Mm -hmm. with the family experience for the person that was doing the mobile device use, and then Mm
0: -hmm.
2: for the person that was uh, the partner or spouse of that individual, it led to -to family-to-work conflict for them. So they had a negative experience at home because of this mobile device use and this conflict between their, their partner, their partner's work and family lives, and then they carry that to work with them. So the spouse then carries this to work, and we see a redu- – the more that they experience mm-hmm. interference between their family and work roles, then the less the – less, essentially the less productive and happy they are at work. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And that so the so. – so so you... it doesn't really end. It doesn't really end. Like mobile device use might be bad for the person doing it because they feel conflict between their two roles. Maybe their parent role or their spouse role yeah. and their job, their work role, but it doesn't end there. It actually affects other people in the family domain and then their experience of their domains yep. as well. Yep. So did that, that answer
1: your question? I hope I was able to. It, it to does, answer Yeah, it. it does. It's kind. It's kind of what I thought you were saying, but I, I, I like I said, I think I just missed the, the, a little bit of the detail behind it. So yeah, that was very helpful. Um. Hey, Robin, it's we're a little more than halfway through. You want to do a quick reset before I jump to one other question? <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's uh let's do a quick reset. We are um on Drive Through HR. It is March uh third, year twenty twenty one, and our guest today is Dr. Wayne Crawford, who is uh joining us today to talk about some of the research that he has been doing um in a variety of areas. So um
1: mm-hmm. Michael, let me
0: toss it back to you for a good question. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so 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 that that the study that we were just talking about you did in 2017, so I guess around five years ago. Um, lots of things have changed in the last year uh, yeah. you know uh, i i don't I don't know if, if you've done research that recently, but have you seen any have you seen anything change from the the like the initial research in 2017 to now or do you have some trends that you think may be changing uh, that the the work that you've looked at and the sort of the findings you had?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Mike. And and I think the clear implication is that with the with the massive work from home movement that has occurred because of the pandemic, largely, uh, we're seeing obviously a lot more uh, of expectation that you would use that you might would be expected to use this mobile you know mobile device or, or even your laptops now to engage in the work while you could also be engaging simultaneously in your family domain. So. Like, uh-huh. for example my you know my office like many people now is is in uh is is in our home and it's actually uh it's a both an office and a playroom for my five year old so it's,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> it's it's quite ineffective at times um and i think a lot of people are going through that and uh there's there has been there have been we've been working on some studies uh related to the pandemic uh but more along the lines of supervisors and employees so we're trying to understand we're uh-huh. finding that uh-huh supervisors are really critical for those that are working um in the in still at work still in person not able to work from home we're finding that the the supervisors adherence to covid policies uh, covid related policies is actually quite important and arguably uh, based on our data it's even more important than the organization's stance on those policies so Mm. so for example if, if you know if the organization says hey we we uh, believe in wearing masks and socially distancing and um what you know checking temperatures and doing checks every day or, or anything like that that is important to people and uh but particularly what's important is whether the supervisor actually upholds those things and values and mm-hmm. and, and outwardly expresses that yes, I also believe in these policies so if they if they do mm-hmm. believe in the policies and it, it all it's all congru- what we're calling congruent, it's all in line. That's really good. Uh, and if it's not, that's actually quite that's quite detrimental, um, even more so than if the policies exist at all. So uh, yeah. so that's kind of interesting. But related to specifically related to to work from home and device use at home and stuff, um, there are some some recent studies are showing that. Uh, at least in 2020, the workdays were actually lengthened, so people reported working even longer than they normally did
1: when oh, they were yep.
2: working at the office. And uh, and there's a lot of a lot of data showing that both macro level data, uh, such as economic trends, and micro level data as well, showing that. Women are really getting the short end of the stick here and that a lot of the progress that, that has been made over the last decade or so uh, in terms of uh, women in the workforce the, the progress that's been made there is is actually in one year is all getting taken away so so you know even mm. they're, they're arguing mm-hmm. that as we could be pushed back as far as 10 to fifteen years in terms of uh, women's progress at work uh, in, in in one year be, because of the, uh, the division of labor that, that's happening yeah. and, and the, the rate, the rate at, the, at the macro level, the rate at which women are exiting the workforce bec- after the pandemic started, so largely to yeah. take care yeah. of responsibilities at home. Um, and there's some other, there's some, some recent research has shown, uh, has been looking at, in my area, some of the research uh, is looking at sort of what are the strategies that dual, dual earner couples are using to navigate this new life, this new work-from-home life, and, uh, and what, what's important for both men and women uh, in terms of, uh, w- w- you know, what, do, what, what matters when working from home. And, it, and, it, and one, of the, one of the interesting things is that some of the research is showing that alternating days, alternating days where one, one spouse works one day, and and the other spouse mm-hmm. that, you know does the mm-hmm. family responsibilities that that's actually quite effective for helping both men and women uh in dual or couples uh their well-being uh at home for both home and work. Hmm.
0: Hmm. So, you know, where I where, know, I, I, know where I think the next um like little uh <clears throat> little moment of tension will come is um when when everything I say everything I'm using air quotes when I say everything when everything opens back up you know other than in texas um (laughs) oh yay amazon is here the dogs are going to start barking um when everything opens back up and then you're going to have have these you know families or couples that have been um forced to be together (laughs) for a long period of time (laughs) and and uh you know, I'm going to go want to go take a weekend away with my friends, and then my husband's going to, go <laughs> to want to go take a weekend away with his friends, and then we're just going to kind of find ourselves back into that swirl of, now it's maybe not work interfering with it, but it's going to be, here's another dynamic, right? Now you're leaving me to go, sure. you know, spend your time with your friends instead of focusing on um, the home life. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it'll be interesting very interesting we um we are getting uh down to the end here so i'm going to give you about two minutes to answer this question which is kind of a teaser yeah. for people because it's going to get them to hopefully <coughs> hopefully connect with you and um, maybe follow some of this research you just started uh, you have a recent publication on the role of friend support and the impact that that friend support has on on a person's job burnout depression work engagement that sort of thing can you give us a real high level like 2 minute overview of what what that what what you've found there sort kind of the teaser the elevator yep. speech
2: yeah absolutely so so we did a study on uh on dual earner couples uh, again and this was a couple almost a couple hundred dual earner couples and basically what we wanted to look at was did did friend support help people, and if so, how? And turns out, what well, what we were specifically looking at was if people are engaged in their work, that could lead to things like work-family conflict, and ultimately. Depression and/or emotional exhaustion. So, and these are self-reported, sort of subjective assessments of these things. But uh, we we ask people, you know, how engaged are you with work? And if people are really, really engaged with work, it's likely that they experience some tension between these work and family roles. And ultimately we know that from the research that can lead to emotional exhaustion and depression, which is exactly what we found. But the interesting caveat is that we looked at friend support from both women and men. So we had spouses only in the sample. So we had wives and their husbands and we asked them to report, how much support did they get from their friends? And we looked at the effect on both their own work family conflict, but also their Mm -hmm. partner's work family conflict. And uh, it's kind of interesting. What happened was we found that, when women had friend support from their friends, it actually helps both people. So it helps the husband huh. not experience as much work to family conflict because he's engaged in his work. It also helps the wife not experience work to family conflict because she's engaged with her work. So it sort of reduces the effect. And the opposite huh. is true for husbands. Husbands, friend support actually didn't help anybody. And so it was kind of interesting that <laughs> that, that that women's friend support was so beneficial for everyone, and husbands' uh, friend support wasn't beneficial for anybody really. So, uh, so that's kind of what we found, and we found, of course, that these these uh, experiencing conflict led to emotional exhaustion and depression. Uh, so, so we we thought it was very interesting that women that there's such a different story for men and women in these in these yep. dual earner couple
0: relationships. See, I like that research too because that tells me that I need to go and hang out with my friends in some far <laughs> flung location when this is all over so i i i I
2: told you i would only i would only present research that supports
0: you i like that um so um before we before we get to kind of the business at hand of letting people know where they can find you um we've been speaking about families and and uh work and home and that sort of thing um tell us your exciting news because you're waiting for you're waiting for something
2: Yes, we are we are currently uh outside of Dallas in Midland, Texas, awaiting the arrival of our newborn son, uh, who's expected to be here Friday morning at four AM is the appointment. So I've got about I guess about thirty six hours or less uh to
0: Fantastic. To
2: or, yeah, so to, to to get to the hospital. Excellent. <laughs> Congratulations
1: and good luck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yep, you. yep. Yeah.
0: And um, we are just about down to the wire. So, real quick, Wayne, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, your links are on our on the show episode page. But tell people real quick where they can connect with you: LinkedIn, Twitter, etc.
2: Yes, th- thank you, Robin and Mike, for having me. Happy to join. Uh, happy to join anytime. Um, y- you can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is uh, you can search Wayne Crawford or my uh, LinkedIn uh, URL is uh, the the ending of the URL is just Wayne S Crawford, and on Twitter my Twitter handle is at Dr Wayne Crawford, so you can find me there as well. I'm also uh, on have have websites through UTA and uh, profiles on things like uh, like GitHub. If if you're into coding and analytics and stuff, you can find me doing some stuff there. So, uh, but I'm very happy to I was very happy to join you, and hopefully we can chat again
0: spectacular well thank you everybody it's been a uh it's been a great and fast show and um have a good day and here's our outro music bye everybody
2: thanks wayne bye thanks bye